one time. Yeah. Yo, all I need is one mic, one beat, one stage. Welcome to The Time Is Now. I'm your host, Mike Stafford. It is Tuesday, February the 7th. Yeah, buddy. Super Bowl 57 is finally upon us. Who do you have, the Chiefs or the Eagles? No all-star drafts this week. They changed the format. Who will be left to play in that game? Ooh, everybody's hurt. But first... Mega trade in the NBA. We got a great show this week, so sit back, relax, and I'll see you on the other side. Getting hit. This is my hood. I'm a rep to the death of it. To everybody, come on, little. This grown hood rats don't abortion your wound. We need more warriors soon. Sit from the stars, sun and the moon. And it's like a police chase. The street sweepers and coppers. Kids with no conscience, leaving victims with doctors. If you really think you're ready to die, with doubt, this is what Nas is about. The time is now. All I need is one mic. All right, in the NBA, we know we got the Super Bowl next week. We know we got the Super Bowl coming up. But doggone it, when Kyrie on last Friday demanded a trade, when he demanded a trade from KD, they were doing well. They were balling. They were clicking. And KD goes down again, unfortunately, because Jimmy Butler rolls into his leg and give him a, a slight tear or whatever the hell it may be. And it looks like KD is now at the age of 35, which is crazy to me to know that he's already 35. If you really think back, he was one of the last picks from Seattle Supersonics. He was there the entire existence of the OKC Thunder. Let that sink in. He is, he's been around for a while, okay? Almost as long as LeBron, because LeBron's 38. All right, let, all right, okay, all right. And KD went to college for a year. So they're not that far off. So that's why we get a lot of these discussions. Who's better? KD's nowhere near where LeBron's gotten. I don't think KD's going to catch him in the next few years, but that's neither here nor there. Let's get out of that. Back to the trade. This man goes hurt. Y'all start losing a bunch of games because we have kept saying it. Kyrie can't be a number one guy on a contending team. That's actually where LeBron is right now. LeBron could before. He could take a bunch of slugs to the damn finals. Kyrie could never do that. That's why they were a lottery team when LeBron left and Kyrie was running the show and he was able to acquire all those pieces. So then LeBron went back, took it to the promised land, so forth and so on. When Kyrie went to, to, to the Celtics, the Celtics actually were worse with Kyrie on the floor. Because you know what? He doesn't make anyone around him better. He's all about Kyrie. Not a hater, just calling like I see it. Then he goes, he convinces KD to go to Brooklyn. Now, mind you, when KD left OKC after... They were up 3-1 against the Warriors. I think that was, what, 2015? And they beat them. And the Warriors went on and won the championship because the LeBron-led Kyrie and, and Kevin Love Cavaliers. Kevin Love got hurt the series earl- earlier. I forgot who hurt him. I forgot. I think it's a guy from Indiana. Um, did a dirty. I, I forgot what he was. Tyler Hambro or something like that. And, and yanked with his, oh, no, 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 no. It was Kelly Olenek. i never forget. I just can't remember what team he was on. But Kelly Olenek 
hurt Kevin Love, yanked his arm, dislocated it, whatever. He was done for the postseason. Then in the finals, as Kyrie was actually locking up uh, uh, Curry, he then gets hurt and he's done. I think that was in game one. So now LeBron is averaging a triple-double in the finals. Drags the team with no other stars around him. The team is top-heavy. All LeBron's teams are always top-heavy. It's him and two other stars. When he Every time he contended, him and two other stars, right? So there's just him with Della Dova. That's the second-best player in the four. Della Dova, J.R. Smith. Then they go to six against the Splash Brothers, Draymond Green. The team that barely squeaked by the OKC Thunder. The one that the, the finals MVP went to Iggy, Iguodala, because he was guarding the best player on the floor. Same way with Kawhi won it before, but that's neither here nor there. Not Steph, not Draymond, not Clay. Iggy won the finals MVP. You telling me the OKC Thunder, if they didn't, if they had a, just a different coach, a slightly better coach, they could not have beat that Warriors team that Brooks was over his head. They were up 3-1 against the championship team. Make a small tweak. Perhaps don't lose Harden. <laughs> right? A lot of stuff happened. A lot of pieces got moved. And KD said, I'm out of here. I'm going to go join that team. Stephen A went off. A lot of people would laugh. A lot of people were like, dude, that's weak. That's no different, you know, if Shaq went and joined the Bulls or it's no different if Shaq went ahead and joined the 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 the, the um, Rockets because they just swept him. It's no different if Kobe said, you know what, screw that, I'm going to join the Jazz. You, you see what I'm saying? It, that's how it looks. Kobe, Jordan's like, you know what, damn, I'm going to go join the Detroit Pistons. That's what that was. So it was like, this is, especially for all these old heads who are not really used to free agency, not until LeBron did what he did do we understand that players can actually do that. We call that player empowerment. And someone sacrificed years before, Oscar Robinson and, and, and others, who sacrificed so that players can have that freedom finally being exercised 40 years later. And here we are. So Katie makes that decision, and they're virtually unbeatable. To where people, a lot of the pundits were like, why are we watching the season? We know the end result. You have the that team the year before. I'm sorry, that team that I'm sorry, that team that beat them and they were 3-1 up. I apologize. I skipped the whole year. Because at this point, Harden's gone already on that team. They were up 3-1. They went ahead and lost in the finals. My bad. They were up 3-1 in the finals. They were, they were down 3-1 versus the OKC Thunder. Then won that series. Then they were up 3-1 against LeBron-led Cavaliers. That team was fully healthy. That team won 73 games that season, 73-9, and which broke the record per, um, previously held by the, the Bulls, which were a championship team. They were 72-10. and Jordan-led Bulls, Jordan Pippen, Rodman, Kukoc, those guys. They were the best team by record in league history, up 3-1. Draymond in game five gets ejected hit his number of texts which means he doesn't get to play game six so they lose game fives Cavaliers now they're down 3-1 but now Draymond doesn't play for game six LeBron and them LeBron and them boys beat them in game six now it's 3-3 and we all know the history of that the big block Kyrie with the step back three 
series over, they win in seven. So they go on a hunt to go recruit because they like, we can't beat LeBron. This dude just did something that has never happened in NBA Finals history. We can't beat this dude. We can't beat him. They want to bow. They couldn't bow down to the king. The one time they did beat him the year before, his whole team was hurt. They said, well, LeBron with a healthy squad, we can't beat him. Mind you, fast forward, LeBron went to like eight straight NBA Finals East and West Coast, then missed the year, came back again. He went to nine finals in 10 years. He dominated an entire decade. Yeah, he won four of them, but he's still wet. That's double, more than double what the Buffalo Bills did. And they never won one back in the day. They went to four straight. They couldn't even win. LeBron won almost half of the ones he went to. Unheard of. Almost Tom Brady-esque. So when you look at the totality of everything, when KD made that move, then they lose in the end with some turmoil because it was rumblings that he didn't want to be there anymore for whatever reason, saying he wanted his own team, but then you join another superstar, perennial all-star in Kyrie, saying you want your own, own, own team, and you guys are lobbying for people who are still under contract. Yes, you and Kyrie went there as free agents, but you have people still under contract and James Harden trying to make your own big three. You put the team together. A lot of controversy happened. I'm not going to go through all that. You guys know enough of it. At the end of the day, James Harden forces his way out. Ben Simmons is already salty. James Harden goes back to his old GM president. And they join forces with Embiid, which is a better fit. Not going to lie. But when that team was together on the floor, I think they only played like 11 or 12 games together. They were awesome. They just couldn't be on the floor together for whatever reason. Broke that team up. And when it trade when 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 KD and it was actually a trade it was a sign and trade or whatever to send KD over to 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 Brooklyn and that's how they were able to get D'Angelo Russell D'Angelo Russell and that that team that Brooklyn team was great with Dinwiddie D'Angelo Russell they had Jared Allen had a lot of good players and all those guys actually end up being um, all stars they got solid from Dinwiddie who's actually back now that's so ironic but they trade for D'Angelo Russell which now go to say has did parlay that to go ahead and get. Andrew Wiggins from Minnesota, and that's how D'Lo ended up there, and then Wiggins ended up there, and he was a key piece. And 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 then you got so many picks. Go to say got picks. They got Andrew Wiggins, who proved that he could be a number two or three option on a championship caliber team. And I said, why would KD go over there to be with him? I like Kyrie as a baller. I like his shoes. I like a lot, but I like his ethics. I like the things he stands for. But when it comes to someone you can rely on, he's just not that guy. And sure enough, multiple times, he let you down. He is literally almost the exact opposite of Kyrie, uh, of, of Steph. Almost the exact opposite. They both have faith, but their faiths are different. They're both a strong mind in their faith, but one you can depend on, the other one you just simply cannot. One seems like he enjoys playing the game, the other one seems like he's just really gifted at it. And when he did it, I said, you left Steph in a proven system for him, who hasn't won anything outside of LeBron James? I said, are you crazy? <laughs> and sure enough, he's in Dallas. He gets to be tutored by Jason Kidd, but you're with Luka. Now, mind you, Luka is the best starter in the league. What I mean by that, no one scores more points in the first quarter than Luka Doncic at 12 points. And Kyrie's the best closer. No one scores more in the fourth quarter than Kyrie scoring about 10 points. So offensively, they should be epic. But defensively, losing... Smith Jr. and then also losing Dinwiddie. 
you hurt yourself defensively and you also lose another play worker and Dinwiddie. So how does the ball get moved? Yes, your team's better offensively. You have Christian Wood down low. You got you got Kyrie and you got also Luca. I think if you're smart, you have Kyrie play the Brunson role to have him come off the bench to balance out your scoring because you know there's a huge drop off in your offense when you don't do it that way. Try to surround Kyrie with defensive player. Even though he can play defense, that's not his. He's not on the court for that. He's on his court to score, not even to create. Put him on the floor with a bunch of defensive players and maybe one lob threat. And then with 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 Luca, put him on the floor with a bunch of three and D players, mainly spot up three point shooter. Defense will happen when it happens. I'm a defensive minded coach, but with the way this is set up, you got to go offense, stagger the offense, and have him and Kyrie in the closeout lineup. But they should play very little minutes together. Have Kyrie only played 32 minutes. Have Luca played 38. Whatever. I don't care. But at the end of the day, it could work. They did a 2K stim- uh, simulation and they had the Mavs being like the fifth or fourth seed winning it all. It could work because the West is so wide open, as they like to say. Now, when I see this trade go down, I'm thinking to myself, self, KD came with Kyrie he came to play with Kyrie why would he stay now for some sort of a mid rebuild when he's 35 years old coming off another injury trade deadlines in a couple of days will he be traded should he be traded will he force his way out like he tried to do this offseason because I believe he was under the perception that they were going to rewind all the stuff back because they wanted Steve Nash gone and they wanted a lot of different things Steve Nash is gone they played better but they probably thought he's like, hey, they probably had a conversation that we don't know about. Like, if you do these things, like he had to do the whole litany of stuff, just get back on the roster. Now he's back on the roster. And say, hey, be a good boy. Do this. Put us in contention. And he's like, I'm doing everything you asked. I'm, I became a, I'm a starter in the All-Star game coming up in a couple of weeks. And I want my extension. I want to feel secure. And they still wouldn't commit to him. They gave him a crappy deal. He wanted a 198 for four. They were not even trying to give him two. Like you're gonna get two, you're gonna get three, you're gonna get, and you have stipulations. And they were treating him like a player that's nowhere near the caliber of player he is. Now I get whatever you're trying to say, but I'm like, you got to roll the dice because at the end of the day, it's not about Kyrie; it's about your marquee player and Kevin Durant, and, main, and maintaining him and showing that when those guys are on the court together, healthy, they have a strong chance of winning it. And that's what it's really all about. But for some reason, Josiah is it would seem like it was personal. Because even when it's like, you know, I'm just done with he's been done with them for a long time with anti-Semitism, all, all he he just didn't like the cut of Kyrie's jib. They never wanted him. But damn it, he comes he, he comes from that fruit. So unless you're gonna blow it up, you have to go ahead and acquiesce. Because anybody would be willing to pay him that money and say he doesn't show up in the future. You can look back at KD so you because it's, it's it's no difference from you know, I'm going to put my chips in and see what we got for the next few years under KD. You at least have a better shot of that than to try to blow it all up and then not knowing what you're going to get in return and hope that your trade, that your draft picks hit. But no matter who you draft, they would not be Kyrie. They would not be KD. So what are you really doing? Your pride got in the way, Josiah. And Mark Cuban's smart. He's like, dude, what else I got to lose? I'm not going to win with the team I had before. Might as well roll the dice. I have a better package than the Lakers have. Back now to my Lakers. I wouldn't fret. It'd been great to have him, but I don't think he moved the needle in us actually winning a title. This is not LeBron from days before. This is LeBron now. LeBron now is similar to what Luca is now right now. Actually, y'all want to call him? Want to call Luca mini LeBron? Nah, 
nah, LeBron's actually still more athletic than Luka, and Luka brews at the same pace as LeBron does right now. LeBron 10 years ago was a whole different beast, and Luka would never be him. So, I don't know how well it would have worked. It just would have been an upgrade from, from Russ. We would have won more games, probably been a top seven, six seed. Seven seed puts you in a play-in. Who knows? I mean, they weren't, they're only three and a half, four games out of fourth, but without LeBron and AD on the floor, what do you have? Kyrie's not going to, he's not that guy to get you over the hump. So I don't know what the Lakers do. I still believe Lakers' best move is to get Zach Levine. Still is. You got to move from Russ because you get nothing from him. You're already not winning with him. Regardless of whatever you say, Darraham's doing what he's doing, playing all these guard lineups, whatever. But Russ is the movable contract. So is maybe as Pat Bev. I like Pat Bev on the team, but he might be thrown in just to get some assets back. Lonnie Walker, too, um, he's going to be on a restricted free agency, so it's probably not best to retain him either. And he's making decent money, like seven mil. And I like Lonnie Walker. But if I could get a Zach Levine, and I'm going to, I could try to trick them as throwing in Lonzo Ball. I feel like Lonzo Ball will be pretty healthy when he comes back to play with his childhood favorite player in LeBron James. He never wanted to leave in the beginning, but they had to make that move to get AD. Now imagine they could flip it to get him back like he never left. Because when you really look at it, it's like, oh, we just traded. And you, you lose Kuzma, but say we just traded B.I. And, and Josh Hart and got A.D. Because we still got Lonzo Ball and we won another championship with him. How good could that be? Flip him back and, and make it seem like, hey, you don't know what you have Alonzo right now. Y'all just signed him. It's like a, what was it, like an $80 million deal for four years. And you have like another few years left on that deal. And he hasn't played more than 40, 30 games. And that new contract's like, like you might want to dump that. We'll take that hit. We'll take the risk on that. But yeah, you can't take all of our picks now. You get one first, you get Russ, and we might, we'll throw in a second, right? You do that. Do that move. And you get Zach Levine back. And you got to, yeah, you get Zach Levine back and another player because of the contract, some other throw in player. And um, we're since we're doing Zoe as well, because we're going to take on that cap hit. Now we got to send you Pat Bev and Lonnie Walker. So you send us Zach Levine and a player. I'm sorry, Zach Levine and 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 Lonzo. You're gonna get Russ, Lonnie, and Pat Bev. Here you go. Get get you more of a defensive guard and Pat Bev. Give you a a, a guy who can facilitate, which you don't have right now. You need play creators for Demar Derozan and Vucevic and the rest of the staff. It's Zach Levine, who's disgruntled, wants to be gone. And Alonzo Ball, but you don't know what you have. You just know you have dead cap space for another 60 mil. Lakers take all that on. But now you have players you can build around in the future. And you hope that if you get Lonzo, that's a huge bonus. Because he's an incredible upgrade from what Russ could give you. He works perfectly with LeBron. And you get Zach Levine, you're guaranteeing yourself that you have at least another year or two with LeBron and AD being here. And you show the fans that you're actually trying to do something. Like, I, we're making moves. We got rid of our first unprotected first and a second and we got rid of all that dead cap space we got players we're gonna have we can build around you're gonna have, now you re-up Rui and Reeves you got players on the contract for the next two three seasons young players and LeBron and AD what we got now you give it a good run I think if you do that and Alonzo somehow finds a way to come back sometime in March you have a shot you end up with a top four or five seed now we're talking worst case scenario it doesn't work Lonzo doesn't come back. He's hurt. Maybe he comes back next year. Who knows? But he's done for the season. Zach Levine, they, they try to figure out, but, but Darvaham can get out of his own way. Even though they got rid of all those guards, he still finds a way to play a lot of miniature players. Whatever reason, right? He does that. 
they get the playing game, lose in the first round of the playoffs, and they're done. LeBron don't want to be here. Guess what you do? You trade his ass to Cleveland. Send LeBron to Cleveland. Get our boy from USC, Evan Mobley. Get Karis LeVert and several first-round picks. They have tons of them. Go take a look. Oh, 23, 25, 26, 27, 28. They have tons of first-round picks that they actually own. Some One is like a swap, but they own most of those picks. Take three of them. It's LeBron James. You can get more. I said, give me three of those in two seconds, and I still want Evan Mobley and Karis LeVert, and you get LeBron James because you guys are instantly a title contender. When you have Spider Mitchell, he goes back home, he retires there. You have Spider Mitchell. You still have Jared Allen, defensive player. <clears throat> and then you still have Darius Garland. So you have three All-Stars still in your roster. Evan Mobley and Karis Avert, the two that are not All-Stars. We'll take those players. You have three guys who all three have been All-Stars. All three of them. Two of them were All-Stars just a season ago. or By that time, two seasons ago. And one was an All-Star just a season before. Three All-Stars, all young, in their prime. And LeBron James, back home. Tell me you don't want to do that. It's very enticing. You'll give up all the picks we asked for. So now all the now that one pick you lost, that one first-round pick you lost to get uh, uh, um, Zach Levine, you got that back and then some. Right? You have a bunch of young players. You got Lonzo Ball. Hopefully he gets back healthy. You have Zach Levine. You got Rui Hashimura. You got Karis LeVert. You have Evan Mobley. Think about it. Hold on. We're not done yet. You got Austin Reeves. You still have Max Christie. You have a young, deep, young, deep squad with bubble all-stars and Evan Mobley and Zach Levine and Karis LeVert if he plays up to potential. These are all bubble all-star players. And if Lonzo's healthy, God help you. This guy can make it. He, watch what he did. You see what he did with Zion? See what he did with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan? Those guys were rolling. They were all top teams until he got hurt. He stays healthy. You got something strong. And now you have all these assets and picks. Hmm. What do you do? Send that crap over to go to state and, and go ahead and get Wiseman. They will send you a first. You have tons of them. Just give them one. Do a pick swap for God's sake. We do a pick swap and whoever else is on the roster. Send you DJ or whatever. Because DJ still has a player option. So DJ will be on the books next year. We send you DJ who you had before. And we send you a first. And maybe a second just to sweeten the pot. Now you have the young Wiseman. So your starting court is this. Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, Karis, no, not Karis LeVert, Rui Hashimura, Evan Mobley, Wiseman. Young, talented. And you still have players in their prime. Like, who's in their prime? You have Zach Levine in his prime leading that squad. Team that good. You might even attract a championship caliber player a year from then. Same thing that all these other teams did. They attracted talent. They said, ooh, I want to go play with them. You might find a vet who's trying to win a championship. You get a lot of vets on a minimum. Playing with, with that team, that team could be dangerous. That team is better than Sacramento, who's like third and fourth seed in the West right now. That team is automatically better than them. That team is probably better than a lot of the teams in the West just that fast. That works for me. It works for me. But we'll see what other things are going to happen. I, um, I wonder who you guys think else is going to get traded. We're hearing a lot of talks from Raptors cap. We're hearing a lot of talks from Miami. A lot of teams want to make moves. The top teams look, they're staying packed. 
Um, a lot of teams at the bottom just shuffling around. That's what I like about the playing scenario because it's not just dead right now because you have 20 teams that are still in it. 20 teams in a league that has 30 teams. That's great. That's two-thirds of the league still vying for position, making extra money, getting things done. Final thing, pertains to the NBA. We have several injuries going into it that are all-stars. Um, Zion may not make it, so would that allow AD to get in? And does AD even accept it? It's not like he was very excited to get some rest, and as me as a Laker fan, that's what I want as well. Um, Steph Curry may not be able to play. KD's not going to be able to play. So you have a lot of the top All-Stars that may not be able to make it to the All-Star game. Who then will be the alternate? I did say I would guess who they're going to draft, but they're not drafting this Thursday, so I got a whole other week to see who's not going to make it to do it. So by next week's show, I will then do prediction drafts of what Giannis and LeBron would do right then and there in the front, and I will guess those next week. All right. When we come back, we'll get into some NFL action. You've been listening to The Time Is Now. Are you tired of spending your entire weekend at dealerships only to feel as if you got a raw deal? Don't you hate all the back and forth and haggling for countless hours? Imagine this, while you're at work or having dinner or just enjoying life, the people at Pure Diamond Auto are working a great deal on your behalf. With Pure Diamond Auto, they have a team of former sales and finance managers who know all the tricks of the trade. Call 562-PDA-7888 today for a free consultation. That's 562-732-7888. What can I say? I love PDA. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> now you already know what time it is. It's my favorite part of the show. It's the happy birthday. So let's go. Ashley Kutcher turns 45 this week. And Slade Clay, Clay Thompson over there in the Bay, turns 33. Chris Rock turns 58 this week. Don't get slapped, my brother. Steve Nash, NBA Hall of Famer Steve Nash, turns 49 this week. And new Laker Rui Hashimura turns 25. Garth Brooks turns 61 this week. It's the big show. Turns 51. James Spader turns 63 this week. And Paul Millsap turns 38. Jalen Green turns 21 this week. And Essence Atkins turns 51. Bobby Portis turns 28 this week. And Anderson Pop turns 37. Julio Jones turns 34 this week. And Seth Green turns 49. Just Hilarious turns 31 this week. And Josh Jackson turns 26. Sterling Brown in the NBA turns 28 this week. And Michael B. Jordan turns 36. Ben McLemore in the NBA turns 30 this week, and Joe Pesci turns 80. Khalid turns 25 this week, and Isaiah Thomas, that's the younger Isaiah Thomas in the NBA, he turns 34. Yara Shahidi is all grownish, turning 23 this week, and Brandy's turning 44. Matthew Stafford, that is Super Bowl winning champion for the Rams, Matthew Stafford turns 35 this week. And Young Swag turns 24. Jordan Ivey in the NBA turns 21 this week. And Saquon Barkley turns 26. Jennifer Aniston turns 54 this week. And Zaza Pachulia 
turns 39. Taylor Lautner, that is Taylor Lautner from the, the, what is that with the Twilight? From Twilight. Taylor Lautner turns 31 this week and Gucci Mane turns 43. Young Miami turns 29 this week and Coach K from the Duke, who retired Coach K, Hall of Famer, turns 76. Christina Ritchie turns 43 this week and Kelly Rowland turns 42. Mike Posner, that is uh, music composer Mike Posner, turns 35 this week and Cheryl Crow turns 61. Robert Griffith III, congratulations on your new child, Robert Griffith, turns 33 this week and Jennifer Stone turns 30. Arsenio Hall, woo, 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 woo. he turned 67 this week. Randy Moss turns 46. And finally, 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 Jerry Springer turns 79. We have some honorable mentions. James Dean passed away. I lost the dates where he passed away. My goodness, I feel horrible about that. Mm. Well, James Dean would have been 92 this week. Gary Coleman would have been 65 this week. I apologize, guys. Um, Kimbo Slice would have been 49 this week. NBA legend Bill Russell passed away last year, would have been 89 this week. And finally, Burt Reynolds passed away 2018, would have been 87 this week. Well, that's all the birthdays we have this week, guys. Now back to our show. In the NFL, welcome back everybody to The Time Is Now. Um, Let's get into some NFL action, shall we? We have the Super Bowl coming up this weekend, this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We had the Pro Bowl uh, festivities this past weekend, and to say it was a dud is it's great. I mean, I, I get it. I get the black football. No one ever really um, hit anybody, did anything anyway, so why not play black football? And black football is a lot of fun. This is something that a lot of us grew up doing and having a great time with this. So it's like you bring the child of you out. But I think they're missing the boat, but the all-star, I'm sorry, the Pro Bowl used to be. The Pro Bowl used to be like a family time vacation. And you sent them to Hawaii. Now, so you send them to a family fun place full of exotic things and atmosphere and whatnot. Now you're sending them to Sin City. Sin City of all places. Now, I'm a Raider fan. And I go to Sin City at least four to six times a year. That's me. But I go by myself. If I'm an NFL player, I'm not trying to bring my whole family down to Sin City. It makes zero sense. It, it changes. So now you have so many players who are just not disinterested. Where you have Huntley and Derek Carr and all these guys and the like Geno Smiths of the world. That's your pro bowlers. It just doesn't make sense. And it never really made sense either when to have the Pro Bowl, when they change it to put the Pro Bowl, and I get why they do it again, but to change it to put the Pro Bowl before the Super Bowl, because guess what? Many of the players that are in the Super Bowl most likely are going to be in the Pro Bowl. That's why they're there. They're the best players. So now you're missing the top, top players. No Patrick Mahomes in the Pro Bowl. Um, you know, no Jalen Hurts in the Pro Bowl and so many other players. No Travis Kelsey and et cetera. 
A.J. Brown, none of them make it to the Pro Bowl, and they deserve it. So you tell me because they're so great because they're in the Super Bowl. So I guess the players, the great players who did not make the Super Bowl, their consolation prize is going to Vegas? Vegas? Now there's a team in Vegas. So if you're a Raider, it's like you're just staying home? Where's the where's the value in that? And then the other little games, they're they're all cool. This is it's like going to the combine. It's like it's like I'm gonna make let's let's show the combine as showcasing our league. No, send their butts back to a you know what I say instead of it being Hawaii because Hawaii's so easy. Go someplace like Dubai. Why not? Go to tell them. Go someplace where just go someplace exotic. Go someplace that these guys would love to go to, and they make a lot of money. Send them places like that. It's supposed to be a vacation. It's supposed to be a time for your family. And also do it at the end of the season again. I know you're thinking about ratings, but nobody's really watching this crap. This is a perfect time for the NBA to showcase itself, and that's exactly what they've been doing. I think they're missing the boat. I think they should go back to the format, sending them to an exotic island, island and enjoying that with their families. And everyone who earns it should go. Not the guys who shouldn't be there. Let's not do that. And with the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday between the Eagles and the Chiefs, um, it all comes down to Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Really does. Can he scramble away from the defenders? Even with the healthy ankle, could you think he could get away from those 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 pass rushers? I mean, they're pretty serious. And their DBs, they're just top to bottom pretty good. And then also, too, their, their special teams is, is exceptional. Kicker's decent. I feel like the Chiefs beat them there with Butker. He's a better kicker from what I understand, from what I remember. And the better tight end comes from Kansas City and probably the better quarterback. But if he's hobbled, it's kind of even. But the better overall team. And, and people are underrating the Kansas City's defense and their running game. Pacheco's come a long way. Him and McKinnon have been balling. So, I don't know. Honestly, this, that's what makes this game so good. If everything tells you is that what you've seen the output of this playoffs is that the Eagles have been blowing people out. But who are the quarterbacks that they beat? Brock Purdy? I mean, people don't get caught up in the fact that he was undefeated and they were on 11-game, 12-game winning streak and all that. Who were they playing as well? I went over that last week. Who were they playing? Who were the Niners really playing? So then you go against a, a juggernaut like like the Eagles, who only lost one game underneath their quarterback in Jalen Hurts. And they also had an elite defense as well, and they were playing tougher competition. So they had a stronger schedule, doing almost as great as you defensively. And it showed. But obviously they knocked Purdy out. They ended up knocking out two quarterbacks. So yes, it was kind of skewed. You didn't see the big numbers from Hurts because the defense played so superior. So you're like, okay, great. So the, the Eagles beat, who do they beat? They, they, they beat... Um, the Cowboys. No, actually, they even play the Cowboys. Who the hell did they beat? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They they beat somebody. I thought it was the Cowboys. It could have been anybody. Was it the Cowboys? Was it the Giants? I want to say it was the Giants. I think the Cowboys lost. Yeah, because the Cowboys lost to the Niners. Right. So they 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 beat the they beat the Giants, who have Danny Dimes. And then you beat Brock Purdy and then Christian McCaffrey and <laughs> You beat nobody. I think the other guy named was Jones or Thompson. Doesn't matter. There's some dude who's been in the league for 15 years and ain't never done anything. So it's like, now you're going against Patrick Mahomes, so that changes things a little bit. Kansas City's actually more battle-tested in these playoffs. So my thing is, like I said before, it comes down to how good is Patrick Mahomes' ankle? Because if it's as good as I think it is, they might just win it. And if Patrick Mahomes does that, 
puts them in rare air. It puts them in rare air. So you have to consider that. He'll be already on pace to possibly surpass that of Tom Brady. Even though right now, Tom Brady at the same age already won three Super Bowls. He only put him at two. But you remember he had that huge gap of a decade where he did absolutely nothing. So, hey, if anyone can do it, it can be that man and Patrick Mahomes. I believe, too, there's another interesting stat that with Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, well, really with Jalen Hurts now entering, first of all, it's the first Super Bowl with two black starting quarterbacks. That's one. That's a great thing, right? That's awesome. The other thing is, I believe now this will be the eighth time in NFL history that there will be a starting black quarterback, period. I believe we have Colin. Oh, well, let's, let's start from the beginning. Um, we had we had Doug Williams back with the with the at that time Redskins. They actually won the Super Bowl. Um, after that, you had um, Steve McNair who almost won it, but then it was the 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 greatest show on turf beat them by only an inch of or, or less than a yard from almost getting that touchdown. McNair winning the Super Bowl. You had McNair who lost it. And then after that, you had what? You had McNabb who also lost. You had Colin Kaepernick, who also lost. You had uh, Cam Newton, who had a great season. He was a super, he was an MVP of the league, but then he lost. Just got really beat down in those playoffs. And then you had Russell Wilson, who won it, right? And then you also have Patrick Mahomes, who also won it. So as of right now, you have three out of really seven, but let's just say three out of eight, since now Jalen Hurts is there. Three out of eight black starting quarterbacks who have already won it why it's important for Jalen to win it because now that turns into four out of eight and that number goes to 50% so that tells league owners that historically from the beginning of this league 50% of the time when a, when the quarterback is black you're going to win now when you hear those odds and your team that's looking to win does that make you even more likely to keep your black quarterback what does that do to Lamar Jackson's stock the butterfly effect of Jalen Hurts winning this is huge. And, and, and don't say it's not because three out of eight is totally different because Mahomes already won one. So three out of eight is a complete different number. I forgot what that math is. I think that's like 40-something percent or 30-something percent. Let's look it up. My, my bad. Let me do that. Yeah, I, Like I said, it's under 40%. It's 37, 38%. It's, uh, so a third of the time... So I have a third one in three chance versus 50-50? Flip of a coin? Jalen Hurts win the Super Bowl because these guys love their analytics. So you're telling me in the history of the league, even a sample size isn't that great, but the period of time is Doug Williams. That was way back in the early 80s. That was way back in the day. 70s, 80s, whatever. That was way that was back when I was just a little one. Talking about over 40 years ago. So you're talking about over 40 years. This league been around for what? 57, 60 years. So, majority of the league way back then, 50% of a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl is black. You have a coin flip chance of winning if Jalen Hurts wins it. That's huge. That changes everything on his axis. Everyone's like, Boo-doo. I love Josh Allen, but Lamar Jackson. Boo-doo. Should we call Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> at least it's a backup. You, you just look at things differently. It, it, it sounds crazy. But but you know you 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 know what I mean. By Jalen Hurts winning, it makes a huge difference because Patrick Mahomes, I feel like, is going to get back there. 
And the fact Jalen Hurts is still on a, on a rookie deal, they might have a potential to come back there again. We know in football, it's very difficult. We saw the Bengals just almost get there. They just couldn't. Rams were not even in consideration. So we're talking about the Super Bowl teams from last season are just not there again. Bengals gave it a good shot. They had a bad start to the league season, though. Imagine if they had a decent start because that hangover is real. They had a good start. They're number one seed. Maybe things are different. Maybe things are different. I think there's only one game difference between the two teams. So that's that. They were the hottest team in the AFC going into the playoffs. They got beat. Barely, but they got beat. Um, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna now root for the Eagles. So I, I know my boys KC Mart and, and AC Sports Live, those guys, the three with old podcast, those guys, I know they they love hearing that. That's right. I'm going for my Eagles. Not my Eagles, but I'm going for the Eagles. I shouldn't even go for the Chiefs. They're in the same division rivalry with my Raiders. Speaking of my Raiders, Derek Carr lit it up out there, making all kinds of jokes. I ha- I didn't need the audio. Y'all probably heard it by now saying if he was that hot playing for um, the, 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 the Raiders out in the desert, maybe he wouldn't be on the move. You know, it was funny. It was cute. But then I think about Derek Carr, where does he go? Because if the Raiders don't, facilitate a trade by the 15th of this month, the day after Valentine's Day. Ow. If they don't do something about that, that that's a $40 million hit on their cap. So they have to at least cut bait by then. So by <laughs> he might have his heart, the Raiders' heart, everyone's heart broken on Valentine's Day. If he's still here, look for the Raiders just to cut him and then take a $5 million cap hit. It is what it is. But then you lose him for nothing. You actually got to pay money to send him on his way. That sucks. Not a lot, but you still got to pay him. You get nothing back in return. No picks, no nothing. Um, I feel like because there's at least two teams that are going to be vying for his services, they don't want to take the chance of him going to free agency. So I can see either the Jets or the Panthers looking really hard to make a move because of the it, look the Jets alone. The hard part is he's still in the AFC. You still have a slim chance of making it to the playoffs. And if you do, you're like the seventh seed with Derek Carr. You're like the seventh, maybe sixth seed, but you're still a bottom seed making it to the playoffs. And so that doesn't really help you. It just doesn't move the needle enough for you, in my opinion, if he goes to the Jets. But the Jets were so bad at quarterback. They almost made the playoffs that way. So you know with Derek Carr, they can do something, right? Okay, great. And Derek Carr's never had a top 10 defense. Not even had a top 15 defense, in my opinion, for what I remember. I think he had a 14, but I don't remember. He never had a top defense. And everyone who knows me know I'm not a Derek Carr advocate, not even by a long shot, but I call a spade a spade. I've always said that not that he's a bad quarterback, he's not a good enough quarterback for my Raiders. Now you have Devontae Adams, it exposed him because he's not a good in the uh, in the red zone. He's not a good enough quarterback to overcome lackluster defensive play. And yes, the team's whiffed on a lot of picks. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, I said he's not good enough for my Raiders. Now, Aaron Rodgers, ding. Hmm. The reports are coming out that it may be possible that Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers orchestrated this the whole time. And if Devontae Adams used his old college buddy as a lure, as, as, a, as a, a kind of a caveat to say, I'm coming here to be with him, when in actuality, he's coming out here to go west. And the best team to go to was the Raiders. It was either, it's not like there was no space for him in the Chargers. There's no space for him in the Niners. Where else could he go? The Rams? Mm. The Raiders. And you can kind of blanket and say, oh, I'm coming to be with Derek Carr at the end of the day. And if it doesn't work, Aaron Rodgers, come on, brother. I can see a trade happening. 
But from what I've heard, two first, two seconds, that's a lot. Because the, the Raiders have missed with so many picks. They've only had two picks out of the last seven or eight to even hit. And they got to pay Josh Jenkins all this money. They already paid Waller all this money. They already paid Renfro all this money. They just paid Crosby all kinds of money. Chandler Jones got all this money. Or Chase the Channel, whatever the hell. Everybody's getting paid. They don't have a lot of cap flexibility. So what do you got to do? You can't send your first. Maybe send some seconds. Maybe send some first, but not both. Not both. <laughs> not both. All right? Send over a player. Send a bunch of picks. Give us Aaron Rodgers. Y'all start over with Jordan Love, do you think? Shit, if you can do it, send over Derek Carr. Then I'll give you less picks. Which one is it? I'll send you Derek Carr, and now I'm going to send you a third. Send you Derek Carr, and I'll send you a fourth. Take Derek Carr off. You know what I could do? I could send Derek Carr over down to Carolina and get a first and two seconds or a first and three-fourths or whatever. I get some more equity back. I get some picks back. They don't need that first if they got Derek Carr. So at least give me a first and some thirds or some fourths. Now I got some picks. I can send a couple of those over to, or, or not even do that. I can send them over for Aaron Rodgers, send them over two seconds and two fourths. One of those fourths came from Carolina. One of those seconds came from Carolina. I didn't lose too much. This is in an essence, I'm using an equity from Derek Carr. My point is, you can make this happen, but you guys don't have a lot of time. You have like less than two weeks. Make it happen. Don't lose Derek Carr for nothing. Somehow find a way to parlay that and get a a a a a a a Ron. All right, gotta make that happen. Oh man, the NFL is an interesting thing. When we talk about Tom Brady, this is the day I wish I had. Not that I wish for this, but the visuals are everything. And times like this, I wish I was a video on YouTube or something like that versus being only audio. Because what the hell's going on with Tom Brady? Did this dude get out of bed and start thirst trapping? Thirst trap? Come on, man. With your brown drawers on, won't you? Come on, man. Somebody go save him. Somebody go get him. He's acting like a stripper. Bruh. This 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 can't this, somebody come get y'all goat. Come get your goat, man. This is this is this ain't it. Mm-mm. It's not it, my brother. Nope. No, it ain't. Somebody couldn't give Tom Brady, man. Nope. This ain't it. So, I'm embarrassed for him, to be quite honest with you. So, at the end of the day, it's going to be an interesting offseason, to say the least, over there in the NFL when this is all over. So, like once again, I got the Eagles. Looking forward to see Rihanna's uh, uh, routine. I want to know what she's going to play. Um, I know we. I think we have Rihanna coming up later. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the surprise, but um, in honor of her and everything like that, Black History Month. You know, Wakanda forever, my brother. Um, I can't wait to see the halftime show. Usually, I don't care, but I remember when Beyonce or Bruno Mars and all them. I was looking forward to it. I think it was last year with the Rams, and you had um, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Fifty Cent, and and Mary J. I was still very disappointed they didn't have the game. First of all, he's the only one outside of Dr. Dre. Oh, and they had Kendrick Lamar. So, okay, that's great. But Kendrick came after the game. And for whatever reason, because of the beef, I don't know. Maybe he said too much crap about Eminem. That's probably what it is. It's probably the politics of it all. Because in his own backyard, he should have been there. And Inglewood being a blood neighborhood, you know, I ain't trying to bang. But And then also game being a blood. And even though Kendrick is affiliated, but at the end of the day, they should have the game out there. You, you could have had this is how we do play. Or they could have did hate it or love it. 
which would have been dope with him and 50. They didn't, 50 could have did in the club. Dun, 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 dun. And then he could have went, hated the love of the underdogs. It could have flowed easily. He didn't even have to do a verse. They could have just played the beat. Dun, 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 dun. And he could just be like, go, 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 Shawty. He didn't have to do it in the verse. He didn't have to do that. He could have just easily transitioned to hated the love of the underdogs on time. They would have went crazy. It would have been cool to see if they kind of reunited and kind of squashed the beef. It would have been a good, good, feel-good moment. They already messed up. They wouldn't, they wouldn't let you hit the switches because they were about messing up the field. Couldn't do none of that. We could have we could have done without Dr. Dre playing the piano. If you want to cut some of the segment, cut, cut from that. We didn't need the dun, 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 dun. We didn't need that. It was cool. They're like, oh, we could play the piano. He played like two, three chords. He wasn't doing much. Could have cut that. You could have got game out there. That would have been dope. Would have been great for him. Would have been great for the city. Would have been great for the Super Bowl. It would have been great for hip hop to see those dudes come back together and squash the beef at the Super Bowl in their own backyard, in his backyard. It would have been awesome. But moment missed. Hopefully this halftime show brings a lot to the table. I can't wait to see it. I have not watched the Emmys or Grammys, I'm sorry. I heard it was very de- demonic and a lot of blasphemy. Um, but I, for some reason, I'm encouraged to see it even more because of it. I heard it was a lot of great moments. I really love Trevor Noah. That's really why I want to watch it. So I'll go ahead and check that out on Hulu or Demand or whatever. Um, trying to catch up on BMF. I'm way behind. Doing a lot of stuff. Coaching my daughter's team. Um, got a lot of deals going on. I'm just really, really busy. Like I said, bury my my cousin. Doing investigations with that. Probably going to sue the city. So much stuff going on that i couldn't i haven't watched a lot of tv which is good i guess um i made a pat with my daughter i'm also watching shaka zulu with my nieces and nephews trying to get them up on games since it's black history month i'm gonna watch a couple of black movies with my daughter um i don't know if i'm probably gonna have her watch remember the titans and probably pride and something else sports-based black movies they show perseverance i'm gonna find those movies and watch those with my daughter have them made a pat to read a book read a full gotta read a book this month she has to read a book this month and we have to write a report on it as well so we're supposed to read every day for like 15, 20 minutes. But I'm behind. I'm just going to catch up again this week. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the, in the day of Stafford. Um, just kind of giving you the last tidbit before we get up out of here. Um, I'm thinking after the All-Star break, that I might take a short break to recharge. Not sure yet. I might come back right around the playoffs. So we'll wait and see. So we're going to definitely get into some more uh, potential trade talks to talk about the NBA because the NFL season be over. Uh, sports slows down unless you talk about hockey. There's no baseball. There'll be no football. be mainly basketball. There's no WNBA. It's just really basketball and hockey after the NFL shuts down um, in a week or so. So it slows down. Um, trade deadline passes. Not a lot of action. It's just really people ramping up for the NBA playoffs. So I might take a little sabbatical for a couple of weeks, go into spring break, and then come back strong in time for the playoffs. Don't know yet, but we'll see. If we do take a short break in a couple of weeks, then we'll start doing those specials again. You know, the soapbox special that I know you guys love so, so much. All right. Well, I'm going to get up out of here. Um, thank you all for listening. You've been listening to The Time Is Now. It's time, it's time, it's time. It's time for my NBA top picks. It's my NBA top picks for January 31st. We get January 31st. Let's start here. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. I got Miami versus Cleveland. I chose Miami on the road and I was right next. 
Lakers versus the New York Knicks. I chose the Lakers on the road, and I was right again. New York Knicks, New Orleans versus Denver. I chose Denver at home, and I was right. Mm-mm-mm. Good on Tuesday. Now let's go to Wednesday. Portland versus Memphis Grizzlies. I got Portland on the road, and I was right. Next, Brooklyn versus Boston. I chose Boston at home, and I was right again. Next, Falcons. No, I'm sorry, the Falcons. The Hawks versus the Phoenix Suns. I chose Phoenix at home, and I was finally wrong. Next, Thursday, Lakers versus Indy. I chose Indy at home, and I was wrong again. Next, Memphis versus Cleveland. I chose Cleveland at home, and I was right. Next, Golden State versus Denver. I chose Denver at home, and I was right. Next, Clippers versus Milwaukee. I chose Clippers on the road, and I was wrong. Friday, Sacramento versus India. I chose Sacramento on the road, and I was wrong. Phoenix versus Boston. I chose Boston at home, and I was wrong again. Damn it. All right, Saturday, Lakers versus New Orleans. I chose Lakers on the road, and I was almost right, doggone it. Now, Miami versus Milwaukee. I chose Milwaukee at home, and I was right. Next, Dallas versus Golden State. I chose Golden State at home, and I was right. Next, Sunday, Philly versus New York. I chose New York at home, and they came on back to win that game for me and my brother. All right. New York Knicks won that game, and I was right. Next, Toronto versus Memphis. I chose Toronto on the road, and I was right. Sacramento versus New Orleans. I chose New Orleans on the at home, and I was right. Finally, last night, Monday, Clippers versus Brooklyn. With all that trade stuff going on, I knew they was going to win it. I got the Clippers on the road, and I was right. Next, Milwaukee versus Portland. I chose Milwaukee on the road, and I was right again. Ah. Finally, OKC versus Golden State at home. Golden State blew them boys out with Clay Thompson shooting all those threes. He was on fire. I got all those right. Last week, 15 to 6. 15 to 6 on my top picks. Oh, roll with your boy. I'm on fire. What do we got coming up next week? Tonight, Tuesday, Phoenix versus Brooklyn. I got Phoenix on the road. Next, Chicago versus Memphis. I got Memphis at home. Next, Minnesota versus Denver. I got Denver at home. Next, OKC versus L.A. Lakers. I got the Lakers at home winning that game. Now, Wednesday, Philly versus Boston. I got Philly winning that game on the road. Next, Golden State versus Portland. I got Portland winning at home because Golden State sucks on the road. Damn it. Dallas Mavericks with the new Mavericks. It's going to be too new for Kyrie Irving and no Luka. I got Clippers winning that game at home. Next, Friday, Phoenix versus Atlanta. I got Phoenix winning that on the road. Next, Milwaukee versus the Lakers. I got Milwaukee winning that on the road. Friday, New York Knicks versus Philly. That's a revenge game. I got Philly winning that at home. Next, Dallas versus Sacramento. Kyrie got some games under his belt. Sacramento don't play good defense. I got Dallas winning that on the road. Next, Cleveland versus New Orleans. I got Cleveland winning that on the road. Next, Milwaukee versus the Clippers. I got the Clippers winning that at home. Revenge game there. Next, Saturday, Philly versus Brooklyn. I got Philly winning that on the road. Brooklyn ain't going to got it figured out just yet. Next, Lakers versus Golden State. I got Golden State winning that at home. They are awesome at home with Steph, no Steph, make no difference. Dallas versus Sacramento. I got Dallas winning that on the road. Dallas going to be rolling together. They're going to beat them two times in the road, back-to-back nights. They're going to do that finally Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. I got Memphis versus Boston. Only two games that day. I choose that game for y'all to watch before the Super Bowl. Memphis versus Boston. I got Boston winning that at home. That is it for my NBA top picks. That is next week. That is February the 13th week of February the 13th top that's my NBA top picks. Y'all been listening to the time is now. We do not have the rights to this music.
past weekend I buried my cousin Jamal Stephen Freeman and in trying to get everything prepared uh, we discovered his father has preceded him in death three years ago didn't know haven't seen him in many years Uncle Rodney I remember I tried to arrange meetings with the two and uh it didn't go so well for some reason. I gave them them privacy, so I never really asked too much. He just said he doesn't want anything to do with them. So that's that. Jamal was always the mama's boy out of the three brothers. He's the middle one, but he's the one who took care of his mom. Never drove a car. Very simple. Loved his video games. Loved his coworkers at Best Buy and Starbucks. He, he, he loved to serve. He used to work at, he started his, I think his first job was at Ralph's. He loved video games. He wanted to, be, to build games and create games at one point, but at the end of the day, he would just rather be around games and help people find games at Best Buy and refer them this and refer them that. He's always been a 
customer service based type person put other people first type person over the years he started to gain a little bit of weight he's always uh he's always very hairy he, he grew hair so naturally had very smooth straight hair and his hair would grow so quickly he was he was the furriest one of all of us and in the past year he vowed to trim it down the hair and to get into better shape so then as he did he, he and he did is with a co-worker of his they would track each other's pace and check on each other and I met her during the whole candlelight visual and then of course then at the funeral and he would um, go early in the morning to the gym five days a week um, rain or shine uh, and go to the gym listen to his music make his sandwiches come back take the bus come back wash up go to work and at the end of the day, play his video games to the midnight hour. That was his routine. He did that day in and day out for nearly a year. Then on one morning, January the 3rd at 4.47, as he's walking across the street to the bus stop, a car speeds down the street, hitting him, knocking him 50 feet. Now this is the part I didn't get into at the funeral I was so angry and I didn't want to my daughters in the attendance and other children and my aunts and other elders and I'm at church and I didn't want to cuss and I didn't want my emotions to get the best of me I still kind of regret I didn't just do it because they needed to know I found out later there were council members there from the city and I wanted to press upon them to know why I'm so angry. This vehicle hit him with so much force, he went flying over 50 feet. Now, it was discovered by the autopsy that there was a second vehicle involved, which means while he was laid out on the ground, the one, other one ran over his face, which is why he looked so disfigured when I saw him on the wake. The wake was actually February 3rd, which was my birthday. And to see his disfigured face, lopsided eye down a little bit further, ears a little bit sloped the other way, uh, nose completely smashed in. And this is the thing. This is him looking good. My aunt says she has pictures of how he looked. They say they warned her not to look, and she went anyway. She said he had a whole... He had a hole in his head. But the thing is, if the first vehicle stops and renders aid, then maybe he lives. Maybe he's just paralyzed. Maybe he's alive today. And from my understanding, it's the second vehicle that turned themselves in. So then my thing is, why aren't both people and vehicles, both vehicles impounding both people in custody? The other person's not even in custody. They say they're waiting on the coroner's report before they file charges. They're giving the other people time to build a defense or even flee the country. See, this is what I don't understand. If this was, if this person, if my cousin's name was Trump, my cousin's name was even Obama, my cousin's name was Biden, they would jump all over this and this would be done. Open and shut case, no problem. But with him, 
They're still investigating. Investigating what exactly? You say you have footage. I went with my cousins and marched up and down that street to every business that have footage along that street, and they all said the same thing. No police officers come through here. We haven't met with anyone. And that was not just the day of, it was days following. It was almost a week later, I was still pounding pavement. No one's come in here. And maybe if they got there faster, it was a, it was a business that was, had the perfect viewpoint. By the time I got to them, right, we just missed the footage. It stopped right there at 5 a.m. when the incident happened just 15 minutes prior. Just missed it. If we just got there a half an hour earlier or even an hour earlier, we can have got the footage, recorded it, and got more intel of what happened. Just missed it. And that's This was Saturday. That's several days after the incident. If they would have went there that same day, they could have got it easily. It would have been easy to rewind it back to that time, but they did not. Negligence. So then, okay, okay, you have footage. You told people you have footage. So you must have it from the street cameras, right? And if you have it from the street cameras, why do you need a coroner's report to see what you can see? You wouldn't need people to turn themselves in. You could have found them by the plate number. So do the cameras work? Because we do know of that day that all the lights at the intersection were out. On a 4.47 in the morning, dark, wet, rainy morning. So who's truly at fault? Is there multiple people that are culpable here? Are you trying to cover something up? What is it exactly? This is why I'm so angry. Because you're telling me stuff, you're giving me lip service, but you're not giving me results. And yes, at a Christian church, they're gonna say, well, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And because we're Christians, we must have faith in that, right? But understand too, that faith without works is dead. So which means if we're not putting the efforts in to get the results that we need to get justice for our brother Jamal, then what are we doing? You can't have blind faith. You must have faith, yes, but you must put in the work and the work behind it and then have faith that God will see you through. That you believe in God that by your works, by your efforts, by applying pressure to the government to make sure that we have some sort of justice. And if we can come to the conclusion that they are with not doing their jobs properly, then remove them. Get justice some shape, form, or fashion. Because if we cannot get those people in custody, we cannot find the people culpable because of the negligence by the city and the police department. Hold them accountable. Hold their feet to the fire. Remove them and sue the city. Pick one. Find the people involved, and if you do not, we're holding you gross negligence for not doing your damn job. Simple as that. But justice will be served. Justice is what we deserve. We are a family across this entire world. Family in Australia, London, East Coast, down South, West Coast, United States. We're everywhere. And we will not sleep. We will not stop until justice is served for my dear cousin, the soft-spoken, the angel on the earth who took care of his mother, paid her bills, make sure she was straight, make sure she ate everything of a son who was good to everyone, never got into confrontation with anyone his entire life. How many of you can say that? 
that's who they take from us. That is the wrong one. And we will continue to fight until justice is served. Until next time. You can win As long as you keep your head to the sky Be optimistic Well that's this this week guys Another great week, another great show All right, all right, all right Well, that was great guys Really appreciate y'all for stopping in Remember the music choice this week was Live Me Up by Rihanna, that's a new hit from the Wakanda Forever movie. I think it was very apropos this week. Give that several, several more spins as she embarked on the Super Bowl halftime performance. Uh, remember, if you like the show, like it. And of course, of course, share. And of course, of course, subscribe. Now it's time for our final word. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has convinced, the things God has prepared for those who love him, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of who is from God. So that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by us by human wisdom, but in the words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. The person with the spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgment for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 16. Remember, spread love, share love, embrace love. For God is love. Until next time, peace.